यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट आई एम प्रसिद बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मीन एंड दिस इज टेक्सेट्रॉस्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट सम मिथ्स Well, it's Apple Week again. Okay, no, it's not Apple Week. We'll save that for the iPhone. But it was the Worldwide Developer Conference or WWDC this week, which is also one of the biggest events Apple does during the year. What happens at WWDC? Apple tells us what's going to happen in the software space of its business. That means iOS 15, new iPad OS, new Mac OS. It's called Mac OS Monterey, and new versions of Watch OS. TVOS, etc. Of course, there aren't many big changes that were happening this time. But again, Apple has been doing a lot with respect to privacy. The company has pretty much converted privacy into a proper business, and hence there are new privacy features, which is where we will start. So, have you ever used Apple's Mail app? I haven't. I personally haven't because I really didn't have any use for it. But now we might. So the mail app from now will start masking your IP address. So when you get an email, most emails nowadays have something called an email pixel. What do they do? They basically track you. Of course, they don't do the same kind of invasive tracking that an app or a website can do. But email pixels basically can tell a newsletter sender or whoever the sender is. whether you have opened the mail and at times they are also used to track your ip address which can be used to determine your location and this of course is important for data mining with the ios 15 update apple's mail app will start blocking all email pixels which means that if you're using mail as your primary email app then it doesn't matter where the email is coming from email pixels will be blocked It's a tiny change but it's something that many people who do not want to be tracked at all will enjoy. What's probably a bigger change is that Siri is now going to use on-device AI. Again, this is a little technical, but what it really means is that Siri will no longer require the internet for a lot of services. So, a very common question that people ask with things like Amazon's Echoes or the Google Assistant is that since they have to listen for those words that means that they're listening to us 24/7 right and what is to say that they're not recording us and that of course is a valid point because all we really have is the company's word saying no we will not record this what apple has done is that with on device ai siri will basically take your voice commands and process them on the phone So usually voice assistants take the voice command they send it to a cloud server which is where they're processed and interpreted and then a signal comes back to your phone which tells the phone what to do in this case Siri will do all of this on your iPhone this means that Siri will also be able to respond to more things when there is no internet connection and of course it will also be faster because again it doesn't have to do the whole talk to a cloud server and wait for that and that is all good but most importantly uh, it answers that question that since siri will use on device ai even if you think that it's recording you that will remain on your phone and it's not being sent anywhere of course this is not a 100% solution but apple is essentially trying to convince customers that 
this is just one more step towards more private use cases for voice assistants. And speaking of making things more private, Apple introduced something called the app transparency in iOS 14. This is what shows you exactly what data Facebook will take or any other app will take for that matter. With iOS 15, Apple will now present an entire app privacy report which will show you which app is accessing what part of your phone and when they have done it. So for example, if you have given an app microphone permission, this app privacy report will tell you exactly when this app accessed the microphone and you can basically tally whether it was you who asked the app to access the microphone at that time or whether it was done discreetly. Again, this is something that companies may not like, but users will. And that's not it. Privacy was pretty much the biggest thing for Apple during this keynote. With iOS 15 and other new operating systems that we'll get now, this is the first time Apple is probably monetizing privacy. Of course, they aren't directly charging you yet. iCloud prices will remain the same, but the company has introduced something called the iCloud Plus, which anybody who subscribes to iCloud will automatically be upgraded to that. And iCloud Plus is a premium service which will offer two extra privacy features. The first one is that you will now be able to access something called a private relay, which is sort of like a VPN connection that is built by Apple, but not exactly the same as VPN. So in a VPN, your data is bounced from one server to the other to another and 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 so in a VPN, your data is bounced from one server to another to another so that the service you're accessing does not know exactly who you are. In this case, Apple is using a double hop system where it will also encrypt the signal, which means that even Apple will not be able to read the signal in transit. And they're calling this the private relay feature. Second is an extension of something that they introduced last year. So last year, Apple said that if you use the sign in with Apple system, then they will give you fake email addresses to sign in with. So basically, when you sign up for an app and you use the fake email address, the app doesn't get your actual email address. And hence, if the app gets hacked, they'll, the hacker will get the fake email address and not your actual email address. And if the app sends you an email that you need to read, the fake email address is automatically being forwarded to your actual email address, which Apple already has. With iCloud Plus, you will be able to use this further on Safari, where Apple will essentially give you more and more fake IDs to sign up for on services that, you know, maybe you'll sign up for once, or maybe you go to a website that says, sign up to use this website. You can just use these fake IDs in order to sign up with them. And of course, like I said, they are forwarded to your actual ID. So in case there is an email that you need to see, it will come to your ID as well. And that's all there is about privacy. But that's not where the announcements at WWDC end. A big new feature that's coming to iOS 15 is something Apple calls SharePlay. And this is part of FaceTime. FaceTime, for those who don't know, is Apple's own video calling service. So you can essentially, if there are two iPhone users who have internet connection, they can call each other using FaceTime. It can be an audio call, it can be a video call as well. Of course, the name suggests it should be a video call. Now, last year, Apple had extended the number of people who can get on a single FaceTime call. A lot of people can do a group call on FaceTime now. 
This year, they've added something called share play, which means that when everybody is on a group call, they can watch the same content on their phones at the same time while being on the call. And it will essentially work with third parties who use the APIs. Of course, Apple is providing developers a way to use the feature. They've said that companies like Disney Plus are working to build support for this. It will essentially mean that if you and your friends are on a call and everybody just wants to watch the latest episode of a sitcom, you guys all will need to have the same app and you can just start playing the content and watching it together at the same time. It's not clear whether everybody will have to have the app, but I'm assuming they will because streaming services also come with DRM protection and subscription. So ideally, I would assume that every FaceTime user will need to have a subscription in order to watch a certain kind of content. Of course, this is up to the developers themselves and not Apple. So we'll have to wait and watch how this turns out to be. But probably a bigger update with FaceTime is that FaceTime is for the first time coming to Android and Windows. Now, before you get excited, that does not mean that you can make a FaceTime call from Android and Android and Windows. What it means is that if I have an iPhone, I can generate a link for others to join my FaceTime call. It's essentially the same as Zoom or Microsoft Teams where somebody sends you a link and says, hey, click on this and you can join from your browser is the same thing. So an iPhone user can send you a link and say you can click on this and join from a browser. It's a very small step, but it's still somewhat big for Apple because FaceTime and iMessage are two things that a lot of people have said Apple should open to Android as well, but the company never does. In fact, in a recent case between Apple and Epic Games, it turned out that one of their VPs at EQ did want to open iMessage to Android, but most others in Apple just vetoed him saying that it will take away their competitive power. And for what it's worth, it's pretty much a well-known fact that iPhone users globally, maybe not in India, but globally, do use iMessage and FaceTime very actively. And it's one of the reasons why they remain on Apple's platforms as well. So opening up FaceTime to Android and Windows is a significant step for the company. And last but not the least, iPads have something new. So about two months ago, Apple introduced new iPads with the new M1 processors, which basically means that they're faster than they used to be. And they're closer to becoming laptop replacements. Now, Apple is saying that you can essentially use an iPad as an extended screen for an iMac or a MacBook much more easily. If you have, let's say, an iMac and an iPad, you can place the two next to each other and it will automatically recognize that the two devices are on the same account and you will be able to drag the mouse cursor from the iPad to the iMac or the iMac to the iPad. You can even drag and drop files from one device to the other. And again, this is kind of a small feature and to most people in India it will seem like yeah we don't have one Apple device what will we do with a feature that works with two but for a lot of creators this actually can make sense because often people have iMacs where they edit content and sort of create the whole video and then they carry it around in an iPad or you know their Mac and it will be just much easier if they can drag and drop content. 
And that's it. Those were the big things that were announced at WWDC this year. I'm not really surprised given how software is progressing slower now, but some of these things will be big in the long run because if Apple is going to start charging for privacy, that might take away the value proposition that a lot of people have seen in recent times. SharePlay will have to wait and find out how companies react to it, how they use it. And of course, iPads working with different devices that I think is a feature that people will like. And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.